This is the Average Guy Network, and you have found financial tech in the Guide Rock Capital Management Weekly Commentary for the week of May 20th, 2013. I'm your host, Jim Carlson, broadcasting live from the Average Guide at TV Studios here in Bellevue, Nebraska. And, of course, we post the show, including the written commentary, each week out at TheAverageGuy.tv. Financial Tech brings you the latest market commentary from the award-winning Andrew Hunt, CFP and president of Guide Rock Capital Management, located right here in Omaha, Nebraska. If you'd like to receive a free copy of the written commentary in advance, and trust me, you get that faithfully every Monday, maybe every once in a while, a Tuesday if Andrew gets a little busy. Every Monday, that comes to my email box at Gallup. Just send him a, a note, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com. And, of course, put subscribe in the subject line or anywhere in the email. He'll put you on the list. If you have questions or comments that we can read and answer on the show, you can send us an email. Send that to the same address, Andrew underscore Hunt at GuideRockCapital.com. And, of course, you can find us both on Twitter. Andrew is at Andrew D. Hunt, and I am at Jay Carlson. Andrew, great to see you today. It's always great to see you in the office each week. How are you, and what do you got for us today? Well, I'm great, Jim. You know, we were just talking about running before we went live here, and uh, I wanted to commiserate with you a little bit. I actually went for a run today after work, which is a little outside of my normal. Uh, I'm normally kind of more of a, a weightlifting, you couldn't tell by looking at me uh, <laughs> type of guy, but it was beautiful in Omaha, 75 degrees today, nice breeze. Um, so I took advantage of the nice weather and went for a run. So I'm feeling good. I got a little bit of a runner's high. Good for you. Yeah. Well, just like an elementary school child trying to get the attention of that, that elementary school crush, the American economy sent a lot of mixed signals last week. Um, there's conflicting, conflicting reports uh, coming out about consumer sentiment. The Conference Board, which is a nonprofit research organization, uh, reported that consumers remain somewhat pessimistic about the direction of the economy. And in contrast, uh, the Uni University of Michigan's Consumer Sentiment Survey rose to a six years high. Uh, according to the ABC News, who reports on the University of Michigan uh, survey, uh, the index moved from 76.4 in April to 83.7 in May, which indicates that consumers are feeling more confident about the economy. That's pretty interesting. On the employment front, more people filed first-time unemployment claims uh, last week than had filed the week before. However, claims still remain well below the levels experienced from mid-08 to 2011. And data shows during the past six months the average of unemployment has dropped and the number of hours worked has risen. And actually, earnings have increased too, which is uh, which are all really good signs. The Federal Reserve has been very consistent uh, lately. Members from Philadelphia, Dallas, and the San Francisco Reserve Banks suggested that it might be time to start slowing quantitative easing. You might remember that currently the Fed is using quantitative easing to buy back about $85 billion of treasuries and mortgage-backed securities each month as it works to support the economy. According to reports, quantitative easing could slow to a stop during 2013, which would be something that we want to keep an eye on for sure. Fed comments help push the yield on the 10-year treasuries higher for the week. Stock markets, tell you what, they remained undaunted by uncertain economic conditions and the prospect that quantitative easing might end. You might have just assumed the stock uh, stock prices would fall last week. They did not. 
They just continued their trek up, up, and up. The Dow Jones Industrial Average and the Standard and Poor Indices, Standard and Poor's 500, excuse me, indices surged to yet again new highs last week. There was uh, rallies all over the world. In fact, across the pond, uh, major European stock indices reached levels last seen five or more years ago, uh, and that's according to Reuters. So taking a little detour today, you know, this is something I think a lot about. I teach a lot about it. I write a lot about it. And it is behavioral finance. And it turns out that heuristic is just another name for a shortcut. When academics look to psychology and economics to explain why people make financial decisions the way they do, it's called behavioral finance. And that's something I think a lot about. The heuristics is a phenomenon that is a mental shortcut that lets someone solve a problem using a rule of thumb. We do this every day. They may be handy, but they might not exactly mean for you to go where you end up going. So for example, here are a couple uh, different shortcuts investors have de developed to predict the direction of the stock market. You might have heard a few of these. The first one is the hemline index. In 1926, George Taylor suggested the length of a woman's skirt was a useful market predictor. Short hemlines were a positive predictor. Well, long hemlines were a negative predictor. Taylor became, later became professor of industrial relations at Wharton and became known as the father of American arbitration. Uh, there's also the Super Bowl indicator. We always hear about this one right around February. Washington and Lee professor George Kester introduced the idea that the Super Bowl winner could predict market performance. His theory was that the market would move higher for the year when the National Football League team won the Super Bowl and lower when the original American Football League team won. Kind of interesting. And then the, the last example I've got is the presidential election cycle theory. And this idea is that uh, the stock market follows a predictable pattern during each president's term. The first year after an election produces the weak stock market, while the third year offers the strongest. Pretty interesting. You know what? Anyone who remembers the Chicago Daily Tribune's headline, Dewey Beats Truman, or CNN and Fox News' headline indicating that the Supreme Court struck down the individual mandate knows that predicting the future, well, gosh, you know, it's pretty challenging. <laughs> In general, it's a good idea to remember that the drivers of market performance tend to be economic factors, investor sentiment, and as, as, as simple as it might seem, company fundamentals. So my quote for the week is uh, from Albert Einstein, the famous theoretical physicist, and it says, the pursuit of truth and beauty is a sphere of activity in which we are permitted to remain children all our lives. Good stuff, Andrew. Uh, I got a question for you. In uh, in light of uh, what we were talking about a couple months back, you know, Europe seemed to be a mess and they were all over the place. Little little update on what's going on in Europe, maybe. I know with all this exuberance, uh, we've kind of forgotten maybe those problems. Have they just magically fixed themselves or is there still some issues, you know, kind of going on in the EU? Well, we've been definitely been seeing um, some stuff starting to get ironed out a little bit. So we talked about a couple of weeks ago how some governments who were in limbo have finally gotten their act together, specifically uh, Italy and Spain have, have really started to get some stuff together. And so I think, you know, everybody's able to kind of take a deep breath right now. Uh, you know, we've got some programs in place. Quantitative easing is a perfect example. Japan's doing something similar with the currency printing as well. Um, so we're starting to see people have programs in place. Uh, Germany uh, in the EU, helping with all their bank issues over there, has a lot of programs in place. You know, and, and I think so those are starting to work. And so we're seeing governments 
go, okay, deep breath. Let's iron out the things that we've had on pause or the, the turmoil that we've had and uh, start to move in the right direction. So uh, will it last? Gosh, who knows for sure. I've, it seems like we've been saying for weeks with a tone of skepticism, can the markets even go any farther? Could it possibly happen? And we're just watching this market grow up and up and up. The S&P 500, 16.9% year-to-date yield um, so far. Guys, 17% almost in the S&P 500 since the beginning of the year. In the last 12 months, in the last one year, the S&P 500 has been up 27.8%. I mean, these numbers just, uh, man, they harken back to, to, to times of old. And, uh, and so, you know, we don't want to get too much irrational exuberance here or anything like that. But I think by and large, what we're seeing is we're starting to see people cash in on pent up demand. We're seeing it in the real estate market for sure. We're seeing it in governments uh, able to take a deep breath and, and uh, you know, hopefully starting to look back and say, okay, can we stop printing money now? Uh, which is exactly what the Fed said. And we're seeing that all over the world. One of the things that brings me some solace is when we see governments all over the world starting to do similar things. And I think we've talked about this in the office, Jim, is that, you know, as long as everybody's printing money together, uh, <laughs> you know, we don't have to worry too much about inflation. It's when one one person decides to stop, when one person gets off the merry-go-round, uh, we really start to see issues. So right now, everybody's riding, and uh, we'll see what happens. Very cool. Andrew, I want to remind folks, they do, that you do put out a chart every single week. It's available in the show notes to this show that has kind of the, the up-to-date indicators, so Standard & Poor 500, 10-year Treasury notes, gold, uh, Dow Jones, uh, both the USB Commodity Index as well as the Equity All RATTR indexes out there. And you track those every single week, make them available. If somebody wanted an easy chart to follow, they could subscribe. We mentioned that at the beginning of the show. Andrew underscore Hunt at uh, GuideRockCapital.com. They can subscribe to that. Andrew just sends that out. And you can actually have a kind of a pre-indicator of the show in advance. We really just work this show right off of the uh, off of that commentary when Andrew started producing that. I said, hey, dude, you got a podcast right here. Let's just talk through this. But if you want to get a copy of that, you can do that. Andrew, if folks had questions, just general questions, maybe about their own finances or their own things, some personal questions that they wanted to ask you about, what's the best way to get a hold of you? Yeah, you know, I would love to entertain any questions you've got, whether it's just a, hey, here's what I've got going on, or I've been thinking about this, been thinking about that. Feel free to give me a call. Uh, you can find our direct number on our website. It's guiderockcapital.com, or you can shoot me an email. It's andrew underscore hunt at guiderockcapital.com. And any questions, right? They can just give you Anything. a ring. Hey, give... I heard you on the podcast. I'd love to hear that because that Andrew, Andrew will know people actually listen to these podcasts that we do, and we've started picking up some listeners over the weeks and uh, and so let him know you heard it on the podcast but he would love you don't have to be you don't have to work for Gallup although he's he's there in Omaha in the Gallup building but he can handle your questions from anywhere if you just have any kind of questions give him a call and that information is will be at least how to contact him out there in the show notes out at the average guy TV if you're new to podcasting and you want to get this every week and you're trying to figure out how do I do that Really, there's a great way to do that, and it's, it's an application on your phone or on the computer called Stitcher. Just head out to stitcher.com. If you do that on your phone, you can go either Android or iPhone. Just download the application, create an account, log in, and then you can search for financial tech and uh, add that in kind of to your list of, of podcasts that you want to get every week. We do a long-form tech podcast called Home Tech, and if you want to get that, it's a lot longer, a little more than an hour each week, but you can get that as well out there at Stitcher, stitcher.com. Uh, search for financial tech 
Uh, we say it's education for your ears. Be sure to visit Guide Rock Capital. Andrew mentioned that earlier, but just go to Guide Rock Capital, all one word, guiderockcapital.com. Follow Andrew on Twitter at Andrew D. Hunt and get all the show notes out at theaverageguy.tv. And now, Andrew and I say thanks for listening, and we'll catch up to you next week. Remember, be smart about your investing. Guide Rock Capital Management, Inc., or Guide Rock, is a registered investment advisor that is registered with the state of Nebraska and located in Omaha, Nebraska. Guide Rock and its representatives are in compliance with the current registration requirements imposed upon investment advisors in the states in which they maintain clients. Guide Rock may only transact business in those states in which it is registered or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. Important information describing GuideRock's business operations, services, and fees can be viewed on the SEC's website at www.advisorinfo.sec.gov. GuideRock will provide Form ADV Part 2, which serves as the firm's disclosure document to all clients. Copies of Form ADV Part 2 are also available to interested parties upon request. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. No current or prospective clients should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, or product made reference to directly or indirectly on this video, website, or indirectly via hyperlink or any affiliated third-party website will be profitable or equal to past performance levels.